Good morning, everyone. So today we are doing the review of uh, the last daf in Meseches Midas, which is daf Lamed Zayin. And then we'll get to the beginning of the new Mesechta, Meseches Nida. I remember before getting married, yeah. our rabbi used to send us with our to study. Special study this section. I mean, of course, exactly. the Meseches. Yes. Okay, so we're going to do a review of yesterday's daf. We are learning Lilinishmas from Abashmol Shimon, as well as Daniel Bernard Baruch Ben Yudalei Ve'Emi, and Naftali Yosef Ben Chaim Nisan Chaim Nisan Alevi, and uh, also I have a mind of Oh, much better. Yeah, Forshleima to all who need it. Okay, so. Let's get right to the first. We are on Mishnah Gimel, at the top of the page on the Flam and Zion. And uh, we are taught here that there are 38 different cells, uh, basically little chambers that were surrounding the area of the Hechel. 15 on the north side, 15 on the southern side, and 8 in the western side. Are we talking about the floors? We're talking about little rooms. Cubicles yes, on the sides of the Hechel. Yes, okay. which means they will get to listen. That, that's listen. One second. Yeah, these guys, no? Yeah, yeah that's story, exactly right. Story. Rooms, little rooms. Little rooms, cubicles. Anyway, so um, these 38, so you got 15 on the north, 15 on the south, um, and 8 in the west. That's 38. And Mark explains that the way they were situated on the north and south side were the same. There were uh, three rows of five each. So five on the bottom level, five on the middle level, and then five on top of that. And that's how you got to the number 15 plus another 15, that makes 30. And then on the western side, there's a shorter wall. So um, there was a row of three, and then a row of three again, that's six. And then on top was two, just two rooms on the top, on the third floor. And each of these had three, three openings, one to the right and one to the left. And uh, you know, so each one opened into the adjoining chamber and as well as to the chamber above it, okay? the. Uh, notable exception was the northeast was the uh, northeastern corner, because that had five openings: one for the chamber adjacent to it, one for the chamber above it. That's two. One to open up to the mesibo, which was basically a um, a ramp, basically that went around to get up to the upper stories, that was past the, where the cells were. And one for the that opened to the miniature door, and the other one that opened up into the hechel. Because from the miniature door, which, that was the way in. You had to go in from the miniature door, get with the wicket, as what we said is what it's called, and then go in that way to get to unlock the doors of the hechel from the inside. So um, that was that. Then Mishnah Gimel, Mishnah Dalid, we saw that the. Um, that the rows were um, five with a rovad of, of six. The middle ones were six with a rovad of seven, and the upper one was seven. 
Um, uh, Rovad is being translated here as a row or something. I don't know. It's not very clear what the Rovad is, at least to me, not. Um, I don't know if you're getting a better translation. Um, anyway. That, huh? Well, the lit. It doesn't really. I, I understood. The way I, I looked at it is that uh, the, uh, what we're looking at is the, um, the upper stories, the room, the chambers were able to be a little bit larger because the walls were a little less thick. That's, what, that's how I'm understanding it. So therefore it was as if there was a ledge holding up the upper story and then, uh, and then there was a ledge holding up the story above that. That's how I understood it, but uh, anyway. Um, These walls were both in negative English? Yes, apparently they were. Um, we don't have much of it. We have a description. They called in the Lushan of the, of, the, of the Navi as a Yetzi'ah, Yud Tzadik Yud Ayin. But they mean the same thing, small little rooms. Here the, the Lushan of the Mishnah is a Teh, Taf Aleph. But I it means like the same a, thing. Like a, yes. a small storage, yeah. storage room. Yeah, closet basically. Next topic was the Mesibo, which was this little pathway that they would be able to go up to get to the upper stories that was outside the area of the cells. It started on the northeastern side and went all the way up to the northwestern side along the, west, along the northern wall. Um, and then uh, that got you to the second stories. And then it would go up again um, facing we- on the western side facing south and then you go um, all the way to the southern side and you're constantly climbing. And then you turn south and go all the way up to the top on the southern side facing east. It was a one-way path to go up. It seems anyway. Anyway, it seems. Okay, so um, until um, he got to the opening to the second story, and that was the only way, only side that you could get into the second story. Um, there were some wood, uh, wood beams or something, ladders basically, that could get you um, from there to the roof of the second story. Um, there were these little um, demarcations separating in the second story so you know where the area of the Kodesh and the Kodesh HaKadoshim was beneath you. And there were little openings in the sides that they can let a worker down in a box protecting him from three sides so that all he's seeing is the area on the wall that he needs to do some uh, repairs um, so that he should not um, um, gaze at the the area of the Kodesh HaKadoshim. Next thing we talked about was the various dimensions. So we mentioned that the Echol was really a cube of 100 by 100 by 100 Amos, in a sense. Um, and first uh, dimension that we discussed is the height. And we said that the bottom layer was, was 6 Amos high, the foundation area, from its floor, basically. So it was of the floor of the Azara. It went up 6 Amos before the opening. That was the, those were, by the way, the 12 steps going up got you the six amas tall. Um, then the opening was 40 amas high, and then there was uh, an am of design on, on the next one, of uh, a design element. Then another two amas um, that caught the, the drip, apparently, 
and then there was another uh, ama of ceiling, and then an ama of the floorboards on the second story. Then the height of the second one was another forty. So, um, and uh, and then another ama of design, another two amas of the catching of the of the rain, and then an ama of ceiling, and you know, uh, uh, and then rooftop. And then three amas on the side of the make, plus the got us the ninety nine, and then one more ama for the klaorev, which were the jagged edges, so the ravens wouldn't uh, land there and mess the area. Rabbi Yehuda says there was that the klaorev was not part of the height measurement. The height measurement was one hundred. Besides for that, so in according to his version. There was the ma'aka itself, which was basically the fence up area of the rooftop, was a four amas instead of three amas. Takes us to the east to west dimension of 100. So first we're starting with the wall of the ulam. We're including the ulam in the, in the measurement. So the wall of the ulam was five thick. The ulam itself was 11 deep. Uh, then the wall of the Heichal was 6, its inside was 40, it had an Amma of the Parochas area, then another 20 of uh, the Kadosh Kadoshim, and then the final, then the wall of the Heichal on the back side was 6, then there was the cells which were 6 deep, and then the wall of the cell which was only 5 deep, and that was, that, that got you exactly to 100. From north to south, in the at least the just the echel side was not uh, one hundred. It was actually only seventy. So first was the wall to the, uh, the the winding path that goes up around the sides. So that was five. The mesib itself was three. That's eight. The wall of the cell was another five. That's thirteen. Then the wall of uh, then the cell itself was six. So that's uh, nineteen. The wall of the Hechel was another 6, which is 25. The inside width of the area was 20 of the Hechel. Um, anybody keeping track over here? So we're at 25, so we're now we're at 45. The wall of the Hechel on the other side was 6. The cell was another 6. Uh, the wall of the cell was 5. And then there's the down direction, which was the base of Red Desamayim, where the water was able to drain down. There was three amas wide, so basically matching the the mesib on the other side, and uh, 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 and the and then the wall the five, and then uh, the ulam, and and that was and that brought us to seventy. The ulam itself had an additional fifteen amas on either side of the heichal, and um, on the north and on the south, and that though that extra area was actually a storage room for the Kohanim, for their knives, and they all 24, basically, either on the north or on the south, they kept their knives there. Um, the Hechel was narrow in the back, wider in the front, with including the Ulam, and so that's sort of like an, a lion look, which is actually indicated in the text, the Torah calls the Besamikdash Ariel, and uh, because of that. Wider in the front. The lions are wider in the front, and narrower in the backside, and that's the basic idea. Okay, and that brought us to the next parak, the last parak of Midos, mm-hmm. describing the size of the Azar, the dimensions of the Azar. So we mentioned 
in the Mishnah that there was 187 long by 135 wide. So in the 187, it starts with Ezra's Yisrael, which was 11 Amos, the Ezra's Kohanim, which is another 11 Amos, that's 20, what, 22. The Mizbech was right there, was 32. So that's 54. Between the Ulam and the Mizbech was another 22. So that's 76. Um, then the Chel, which was the, the, the Hechel, including the Ulam, was 100 deep. So that's 176. And that brings us to uh, the extra 11, which was behind the area, the Achorei Beis HaKaporas, which gets you to the full 187. Okay? That's the length. What's we have that? the measures of the of the mizbeach. Exactly, thirty-two amma block. Remember, we talked about that. It was a square. Okay, that was um, from east to west. Then we have from north to south. It's one thirty-five. We, uh, if you take just the area of the mizbeach, including the ramp, that was sixty-two. That's, um, uh, then from the Mizbech to the rings was another 8. That's 70. Then the area of the rings was 24. Amos deep, which was um, which brings us to um, 94. From the tabos to the tables was another 4, was 98. From the Shulchanos to the small pillars was another 4, which is 102. From the uh, from the small pillars to the wall of the Azara was eight, and um, which brings us which is one one ten. So now we're short some uh, one you know so uh, another twenty five amas. Is that right? And is that right? I think so. And uh, so that was somewhere placed between the ramp and the wall on the other side. And uh, how much space the pillars take up? You know, nobody knows exactly how to divide it out. So we're not giving you the exact estimate, uh, exact numbers, except that, you know, well, except uh, we know the total is 135, and um, somewhere in, in the interim was the distances. Next, we talked about it is the chambers on the side of the Azara. There were three to the north, three to the south. The north were Lishkas HaMelach, Lishkas HaParv, and Lishkas HaMedichim. The melech was, of course, the salt for the old karbonos. Lishkas Aparva was the place where they would work the hides of Kachim. And on its roof was a mikvah for the Kohen Gadol and Yom Kippur. And then the Lishkas Madichim was where they actually, the washing station for the, where they would rinse out and clean the innards of the Kachim. And then they would, uh, and that was, uh, it had a circular staircase to get up to the second story <coughs> where the mikvah was. In that room, in the southern side, there was the, the uh, what? The literal meaning of parva. Parva, um, and no explanation except that there is a Gemara in Yuma it. talks about it, that there was a sorcerer named Parva. That was his name, and he was the one who actually figured out a way to get the water to go up to the second story to be able to make that mikvah, which was a pretty tricky thing to do, and um, using, according to some opinions, he used his magic to do that. And that was why he got the name. Now, well, does that make why it wouldn't kosher? he just use the Archimedes groove that the Greek, Greeks used to get well water? Mm-hmm. What? The Greeks at the same time had the Archimedes screw, which uh, they used to uh, no, lift it up water. In a, yeah, but it couldn't be in a, in a clee or something. I don't oh. know. So there was, it was a little more complicated. 
he had to use something other than a vessel because the vessel would render it no longer kosher for a well, vessel is closed if it's just a lifting mechanism it's open isn't it yeah I know but it's not so simple if it can get it's hold water simple, it still holds water yeah why couldn't you just does it have to be running water could it be rainwater? could be rainwater but yeah. I'm saying this so they could have caught the rain but I'm yeah. saying I don't know I don't know that, that was spo- that's the Gemara in Sanhedrin yeah, I mean in the, uh, rain all year round. the Gemara in Yuma talks about that it didn't rain I don't know exactly yeah. what it is Listen, I was uh, an interesting thing in, in uh, I, I was told, I've never seen this, but in Lakewood, a lot of the mikvos, to get the water up, they, um, they just shoot air, um, and that blows up the water to where it needs to go. Um, uh, For what? Where they blow air? If they blow air down the area where the water is to get the water where they want it to go. So Almost like fracking. Underground it's springs? You mean what? Underground springs? I don't know where they get the water from. I don't know exactly the details, but I just, uh, I'm just like familiar. So. Seltzer water. Whatever. Okay, anyway. I could have been vegan. Right. All right. That brings us to the, the southern wall. So on the other southern side, there was the Lishkas Eitz, Lishkas Agolan, Lishkas Agazis. Rabbi Leazar Ben Yaakov somehow forgot what the Lishkas Eitz was for. Um, so we don't know. Okay. Uh, even Abishol, who usually filled in the, the blanks, he says that actually behind it was the Lishkas Kohen Gadol, where the Kohen Gadol used to live on uh, the, the week prior to Yom Kippur. The roofs were, uh, was, were joined into one big roof. The Lishkas Agola was the water source for, the, for, the, um, for operations in the Azara. So that's where they had the well. And uh, there was a wheel on the well that would um, provide the water for the entire uh, courtyard. Obviously, they went through quite a bit of water to wash everything, to clean things, to etc., etc. Next, we talked about is the Chamber of Hewn Stone. And we yeah. saved the CM piece for the end for tomorrow. I mean, for Sunday, Mir Tashem, when we celebrate our CM. And with that, what? We're doing it here in Shul? Yeah. Sunday morning, yes. Responsibility.